All right, all right, all right. Good. Oh, just put the microphone in my mouth. Good morning. I don't know how to do this. Uh, oh, shit. Go live to the measure of men or anything like that. Maybe I'll just do this. Um, but I, I got my little infusion um, coffee tea crafters. To- toffee key, coffee tea. Why? Toffee well, and not? tea. Yep. Um, infusion Infusion Cafe. It's a good spot. Looks like it's going live. You're just trying to type shit and ah, reach out to people or something. Mind. Yep. There we go. Welcome to this podcast. Um, okay. We're already a minute in. One full minute in. Luckily, I can still hear myself because... Your We're over here don't jangling wires and stuff, and that's dangerous. We're dealing with janky wires this morning, so janky we got to be wires. super careful. But yeah. um, so we're going to dwell into <clears throat> the topics of um, negative thought patterns stemming from dysfunction in um, your family, shit like that. Generational dysfunction and how what its importance is what do you, and what do you uh, do with that how do you how, um, do you how do you become a person that's not going to be an asshole based on your your traits of um your past like my 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 grandfathers were very um stern almost you know negative sometimes um my grandpa on my dad's side always hung out at the bar you know i'm not i'm not really a big drinker but mm-hmm. um you know, I just, uh, I, I guess I don't have the same vices, but I think I carry the same ideas of being uh, kind of negative sometimes. And But, I mean, you know, you got a better awareness if you if you notice that and you try to combat that from time to time with, you know, whatever kind of positive outlets you have. But, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I think with... Um, understanding generational dysfunction, just understanding dysfunction in in general, like, you know, dysfunction means that there's something that's not working or it's, it's working in a way where it's affecting you negatively. Um, But the generational side of it, for me, one thing that I had to fully understand and comprehend is that it's not for one, it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. And one tool that I've really used to get over a lot of this stuff is forgiveness. I feel like the only way that you can get over it, and I, I think I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but the only way that you can get over it is forgiving those, you know, that you would deem responsible. So in the big, the the grand picture in the large, you know, the grand scheme of things, you got to understand that, the people before us, your parents, their parents, and so on and so forth, are, are all teachers, so to speak, that were only taught by the people before them, which realistically, there wasn't much of a standard set. Because, you know, generationally, eras change, times change, everything progresses in a certain way. So it's kind of like, how do you expect the people before us to show us what to be and how yeah. to behave when the times that we're in now yeah, are different than changed. the times that they were in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it makes it makes it makes for a very big, difficult 
there's there's factors involved for how you react to people and how people react to you, you know, and yeah, yeah. And and so for me, you know, I I I held my mom responsible for a lot of stuff, which I mean, they are your parents are responsible, but at the same time, they're only responsible for what they did do. And if you look at it as a in a way as like I feel like when you hold people responsible, you could do one of two things. You can be be upset about it and and allow that those emotions to kind of depict where you go from there, or you can look at it as a uh, a realistic way and just say, for one, right now in the moment now, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. And as long as there's no malicious intent, you know, your mom didn't try to fuck you up. Your grandfather didn't try to fuck you up. You know, I mean, obviously there's exceptions to that, but nobody was like, went into this with the intent of being like, you know what, in the future, I'm going to make it so that George is a fucking maniac or he's, he's messed up mentally. Nobody's doing that. They're just giving you the bits and pieces that they've gotten and hoping that they translate into something that you understand and can use in the future, you know? And if you look at it as like, well, I'll take the positive. It was a learning experience. What did I learn? What can I learn? And then also say, you did your best. They did their best. They did what with what they had. They gave me the best that they could and leave it at that. You know, because if you sit here and dissect it, you can obviously be really, you could, there's lots of avenues to be like we've been talking about. Yeah. Expectations you, get fucked up and, and then, you know, you, yeah. you get disappointed. And if you just look at it as like, you know, it's a learning process for all of us and the people before us only knew what they knew. You right. Know? Um, yeah, that's definitely something, um, that you have to work on, especially cause you can't just overnight or that's definitely a practice over time. You know, it's not something you can just get over. Um, but there's, there's definitely methods and ways to combat that just so you don't always react the way, you know, you kind of grew up or you, you feel like, you know, you were taught. Well, and I feel like in, in what I was just saying, it, once you understand that, you can kind of understand how that is reflected on you and then where your some of your dysfunction comes from, mm -hmm. you know, and then with the ability to forgive, you can you can now start to free up space and start to forgive yourself for certain things. Because I feel like a lot of the time we make mistakes mm -hmm. based on what we know or don't know, and then we're hard on ourselves for not achieving or or operating in the way that we had anticipated or what we think is our best and yeah i naturally default to just like trying to um kick my own ass yeah mentally like absolutely a, a mental push but um yeah it's the difference between pushing yourself and actually just talking down to yourself and you know there's too much of that where it feels like it's it just gets the best of you you know and then um you kind of get stuck just distracted on that as a, as opposed to moving forward and trying to, you know, toughen yourself up and build your character through these, you know, tough strengths that you're trying to achieve, you know, and be all hard about, I mean, so you got, you got to be easy on yourself too. Sometimes I feel like you can't just always, you know, um, expect so much of yourself. Well, and I also think too, if, if you're trying, if you're consciously trying, you know, it's kind of hard to sit back, like look at it 
from a outside looking in perspective and say you are giving it your best because if it's something you've never done before you don't necessarily know what your best is right so just to interpret it as you know i'm trying Try, I'm trying just to try. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of people be like, give it a hundred percent, give it 120%. Now I think showing up is, is good. I think just consciously trying is good enough. Giving that initiative. Like you're actually, you're working, you know? And, yeah. and, and then if you look at it as like, I just said, you know, if you've never done something before, or even if you have done it before, you know, practice is what makes the master. You know, and I think a lot of times we get super hard on ourselves because, you know, you try something, you try something, you try something you, and you're not perfect at it and you're, you may never be perfect at it, but what's perfection? I think it's not, I, I mean, what, what, that's an interpretation in itself. It's all perspective. you perfect in your eyes is, could be something completely different. So when you look at it in a, in a much larger spectrum, it's kind of like, well, I'm trying, that should be good enough. I'll narrow down perfection for a practice that I'll try to get better at. Yeah. So, you know, you 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 strive for perfection. So, like, like take, for example, uh, cutting hair, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we, we strive to be better at our craft the way we know how, you know. We're going to learn our own way. Um, it's not going to be perfect, you know, but it's going to be our best interpretation of uh perfection you know and in, in in our best way that we could achieve i think too yeah. it's kind of foolish to to look look you know like to be a perfectionist like i i held myself at that for a long time and and it's i think perfection is is kind of something that is a little ridiculous because there's no way especially when you apply that to life and everything that we do there's no way that you're going to find perfection in something that's constantly changing. Right? Right. You know what I mean? There's, I mean, every single day is different for each one of us. Every single – whether we like to think that it's Groundhog Day and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, which you yourself can, can kind of change. But even if it seems like it's the same, there's no way that you're going to find perfection in any of that because never is it ever – never is one second the same. I mean, all right, this sounds cheesy. You take something simple like, what was it on Karate Kid Part 3, whatever, where they're uh, making tea. And it's, you know, the, the practice of making tea, and they have it narrowed down to a perfect science. And so it's a simple explanation example of how to have a goal in life and how to aim for things. You know, you, you practice things with patience, um, mindfulness, and, you know, with every little thing you do during the day should be a reflection of how you're trying to achieve that goal. So it's not just during that goal where you put that effort, you got to put that effort all fucking day. Well, and I think that that's a perfect way to kind of segue into if we stop looking for perfection or just being great and just start focusing on being consistent, consistency in my eyes is far more important than perfection especially when i don't feel like perfection is something that any of us can attain but it consistency consistency is is key because that's the only way that you're going to get a similar result every single time that's that's yeah. like the idea of like the perfect science of making that tea you're talking about because mm -hmm. there's really no way I mean, there's a way to consistently doing it by measuring the ingredients and then also applying the, 
the technique and how do you make these things? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's really more consistency than it is anything. It's just doing the same thing, the, the same way over and over and over and over and over. And that builds the discipline Mm -hmm. through that devotion. And, um, that's, that's the shit. That's what I'm trying to aim for. But going back to where we started with this whole thing, um, you're trying to beat the dysfunction out of yourself with these practices. Absolutely. And I think that was just the full circle little segment right there. We should take a break. We'll come back, um, recap, and then bust into another little organic conversation here maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. We can definitely do that. Thank y'all. And we're back. Um, so what we've been talking about is – just how dysfunction um, can fuck you up, can fuck you up. And then also understanding, you know, where it comes from and just a, a few tools. I mean, we recognizing kind of, it, yeah, recognize it, but a few tools on and changing the perspective so that you don't develop these negative thought patterns and that, pass that on through to your friends, family, your, your youngins. Because that's what I think what happens is a lot that, you know, I don't think people fully in, like really look at where dysfunction comes from. And then also, I don't feel like with, with that, I don't think a lot of people are aware of how they can kind of step back, look at these things and change those things. I think a lot of people are looking for the world around them to change, to make it better for them. And instead of, instead of looking at it as like, what can I, what am I in control of right now? And what like, you know, if you do look at some of the dysfunction, you look at some of the things that have happened in your life and look at what you're responsible for, what you can do. And, and just as simple as like forgiving yourself, what you can do to change those things and, and that being the catalyst of things around you changing instead of being like, well, you know, I, th- I wish Rick would change his attitude or th- like, you know, a lot of people are always kind of victimized and looking at everything around them is like the reason why shit's fucked up. It's a reflection of you just yeah. need to get your head how out of your about, ass. How about if you look at yourself as the thing that's fucked up, up yeah. and change that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think if you do understand things like dysfunction, understand things like where some of your patterns have come from, and then, you know, start by forgiving yourself. For one, because it's going to be hard if you really look at all of the things that you may have done wrong or been doing wrong and then say, you know what? Like I said earlier, I was trying. Maybe I was doing it wrong. All right. Segue into true colors. And what I mean by that is... Um, I see your true colors shining. Um, no, but so, you know, what I mean by that is a person's skin is is so thick, it seems like. And you realize that, and that's what I mean by your true colors, and so... You know, but it's is it, um, but integrity. Is it so thick? Is it so integrity? Thick? How much in- integrity and characteristics, you know, do you carry through conversations that get the best of you in a certain situation where it becomes personal or it becomes something you're afflicted by, triggered? I hate using that fucking word. But so, yeah, I'm like, um, what, where do you, where does your skin, you know, how, why do people get offended at the smallest things when you're, scratching the surface of a conversation um that's the thing i think that's important to talk about here it's just um dissecting this even more um person's true colors like you i've never noticed um 
get too mad about something, I mean, you always will carry a conversation with a certain assertiveness. I mean, what you're expressing and explaining yourself, you know, as clearly as you can, but also expressing, you know, a certain amount of um, angst or or what it be, you know, and um, whatever the roots are, it's healthy. But to express that, you know, no matter how you do, it's, it's healthy to let shit out like that, obviously. But um, it's important to also always just talk yourself out of confusion you know, like you said, you used to do kind of, you know, you, you were always kind of more curious and those um, patterns led you to becoming more thoughtful and um, understanding than most people would, you know, you'd assume, you know, they'd be on the same level, but they're not. Well, one thing that I learned, you know, early on, because I kind of grew up in a place where everybody was talking shit, you know, everybody everybody was always talking shit. It was always a, a just a, a war. So one thing that I learned really quickly is like, there's a lot of things that if you allow them to will bother you. And then seeing other people's limits, you know, so if we're all fucking battling, so to speak, you know, and I, I look at you as like someone I idolize in this, and then I see what pushes your buttons, you know, in, in my eyes, now I have ammunition to kind of push those buttons yeah now what what i found is that i have buttons to be pushed and as i continued to do this stuff and saw how certain things would you know get me going or get you going or like really like not i would say offend like things that would bother me i realized you know the more that i the, or the less that i let bother me the better i got at talking the shit right and what would happen is i would start i don't want to say winning these conversations or battles but i would always be the one that was kind of like directing the conversation because once i took away the idea that like you can't affecting me, you yeah you can't offend me yeah you know people can't hang you know and and i also found that if i'm going to talk shit if I'm, if we're going to be roasting each other, we're going to be in this kind of like com communication. Like I also can't allow so much to bother me because if I'd be a hypocrite, you, you know? can't be in the box. Yeah. I can't allow, you got to be outside the box. If you're it's the irony is if you're going to play in the pen with, with all the dudes, you know, um, you got to put yourself outside the box because you, your emotions are going to be in the box. You're going to have all this shit. And if you step back and out, if you're outside that shit and you're looking at it, you can definitely think more clearly about everything because you're not letting the shit affect you. Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, per se, converse, conversate with people, I'm, I'm talking like I got like a Spanish accent. I don't really speak. I don't even speak Spanish. When you're having a conversation with somebody or you're in the barbershop, you know, and People get offended. Barbers get offended by things we say. And then you notice they do because they get more serious, a little more loud. And and then um, you realize that they're just kind of like walking off a cliff with their words. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, everybody sees that you're kind of getting your feathers a little ruffled from all this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what I feel like you got to do. And sometimes you can even direct a conversation that way and make someone you know they're like hey yeah i guess it is okay it's cool you know and you have it's, it's fine dude 
you know i find myself having to do that in the shop a lot but it's fun and it's cool because i don't let it get to me i know well, it's not gonna it personal me. yeah i feel like mo- more people that say they don't take things personal are the ones that are actually taking it personal you know and and that's that's what's difficult because you know you you can kind of play the game or i can play the game yeah and then what will happen is someone will be engaged that doesn't know how to play the game and then you have to kind of shift the yeah. direction of the conversation in order mm-hmm. to make it so that people don't get butt hurt yeah you know i i feel like i can't i can't i and i do but i feel like i can't get butt hurt I can't get upset about certain things because if I did, that would kind of, it, it would contradict, you know, some of the shit that I do. So if I'm constantly pushing the, pushing the envelope and then also kind of like breaking balls and, 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 and engaging in a way where it seems like I'm. Well, people aren't attracted shit. to a seriously negative attitude because yeah. something got to you. Yeah. Well, and then, you, it, you know, I feel like also is. You know, a lot of people start once they start to get offended, they allow these things to become like opinion based. So they they will they will like redirect to, you know, something that almost maybe had nothing to do with it, but they will make it personal so that they can kind of have a reason to start basing facts or in their opinion, opinions, which Mm -hmm. aren't even facts to begin with. When you get mad, you might just say shit. That's not true. Yeah, absolutely. Just because you're trying to win and you're just trying to defeat the the idea of you being wrong. And there's nothing to win. Take, oh, here's a good example. Did you see on the news the the fucking president? Um, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to say those two things together. But dumbass Trump drew like an extra marker around Alabama. He can draw. And he was like thinking that the hurricane was going to go... Um, more west In, inland it, it went yeah it actually went more north toward like the carolinas and stuff and cool he's thing been about hurricanes that. is that they they don't really they don't really go too far inland uh they they find their strength around bodies of water so uh wow um i mean i don't think he knew that i don't think he knew that the science of a of a hurricane and i'm not a political guy and i don't no. i don't let's steer do far it's just it's an interesting example of when you get mad and then you try to become more right by defining what you think is the your truth or the truth. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I feel like wholesome and hilarious. I feel like that's, you know, an example of we as a society have have become so serious. And, you know, we we allow that serious to kind of cover everything. And instead of you know, allowing the stuff that is actually serious to be serious. We get a lot of it all intertwined with shit that shouldn't be serious, should be a fucking joke, you know? Um, And that's where this gray area becomes so vast. And people are like, you, you can get offended by me saying something about something that doesn't directly affect you in your life day to day and, and, or whatever, a joke or so on and so forth. Like there's so many things that we should be, laughing at or turning a blind eye to or just not even caring about instead since we looped in things like social media or you know what you read in the news to things that you know could be even far more serious what's going on as far as you know people being injured or you know like 
yeah, yeah, you know, natural disasters. We're like, you know, there's no real way of it, any of it being separated. So, you know, you say something like this, you say something like that, whether it's extreme or not, it's almost interpreted the same way because at this point, you know, we just look to be upset or offended by stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. It just becomes a, a game, like a volleyball game of emotions at that point. You kind of want to just steer clear of that kind of stuff because it yeah. never goes anywhere no. other than to an emotional wreck. Yeah. It's, it's goofy. I don't, I don't know why, why we've become this way. I don't know why, you know, but it's good to understand that you got to try to steer conversations like that into a more positive direction. You can't always try to be the, the pissing contest winner um that's not always what it's always about well and i think that that's kind of an example too of like you know that dysfunction generational dysfunction that we we're talking about it's definitely it, as a, rooted as a whole yeah we're looking at a society of when generational you try to win at a piss contest yeah something as simple as that yeah we're looking at a, a whole a, a, a massive a massive form of generational dysfunction because the people before us to now to and so on and so forth. Why don't you make another episode of game of Thrones the right way? Yeah. I, you know, you know what I mean? If, and today we got in the barbershop. Ding dong. Austin. Austin. He's got his coffee that his girlfriend made for him, his water and his life in a bag full of vapes. Yep. Um, got Austin today but yeah um I mean I feel like this this uh I had um a good idea about having on one of um one of my clients would be very interesting he's uh he's into uh jujitsu or, or was at one point now he just focuses on um strength training but he used to and be jiu is, a bodybuilder jujitsu is what the uh the art the art of art takedowns of cooking is the, it cooking no. oh no that's a cooking hibachi it's a cooking class hibachi not jujitsu i'm getting offended just by you trying to joke around mm. you know and so this volleyball game of emotions i just put myself in but um so he went from i just saw a post that was really interesting and this would be good to get a perspective on somebody who thought one way and then got out of that pattern. But, um, you know, he just had this visualization of wanting to be big. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then he realized after he got taken down by somebody in jujitsu, like who was like half his size, mm -hmm. that it wasn't about that. It was about, um, you know, more or less strength training and um, building yourself for, um, it's like explosive. What is What do they call it? Um, weight training explosive weight training or something like that functional strength training and a lot of core stuff i i can attest to that i did uh jujitsu for not very long but um about a year yeah and i will not tell you that i know i mean i might know a little bit more than the average person uh but i did the same exact thing i yeah. started jujitsu when i wanted to be into weightlifting and uh they tried to explain to me how it works and i was like nah i just want to be real big and yeah. i got choked out by dudes that were like 120 pounds yeah pretty so, easily too the struggle's real mm -hmm. the struggle's real but so it was interesting to see him um explain his perspective from um wanting to be big and just visually intimidating to understanding you know the science behind your muscles how 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 your body movement works and and how the mechanics of a fight actually does go down not because you're big but because you know 
um, the, the structure of you know how to fight, how to how to structure your body when you fight, uh, prepare yourself even. But um, and also you know your diet, your your daily devotion to how you live your life, what you consume, um, what you eat, what you read, how you feel, all that stuff. You know? Yeah, I feel like that would be a good guest to have on eventually. But so. Yeah, we keep talking about trying to have a guest. But, but we got to build the platform of ourselves before we do. That's why we got all this going on. First. Yeah, we also are both pretty busy dudes. And, uh, you know, we try to make this happen as... as Fridays. F- on Fridays, yeah. Fridays um, now. It's, it's and, and it's a it's a good push. It's a good kick in the, the Friday pants. Because then I feel a little more healthier through the weekend where I'm not really kicking myself in the ass. And I can get a little more perspective from this. So yeah, yeah. Bow. I think that uh, I think that this is has been going on pretty good so far. Um, I mean, like we've said in past episodes, neither of us are professionals at anything other than I mean, a professional Cutting barber. Hair. But yeah, that's a practice. Um, even we don't know really what we're talking about ever. Um, we try to understand. That's what these conversations are about. You know, professionalism for barbering means somebody else recognizes your skill mm-hmm. and they stamp you with knowing all this shit the fundamentals the fundamentals aka barbering mm-hmm. but so professionalism is a practice and they told me that you know even being a doctor that's why it's called the practice but you're you're literally just practicing your craft what you do and that's what we're about to get into in about three minutes perfecting our craft through professionalism yeah yep um but uh thanks for the true colors not getting too mad or um joking around too much um mm -hmm. don't take everything so seriously yeah um yeah also if you just look at consistency over perfection i feel like you will find it's much more realistic to attain whatever it is you're trying to achieve um yeah lube yourself with some consistency rather than just perfection yeah perfection i feel is like a word that a lot of us should stop using and just start look look try look let's let's make a list of words you don't use expectations perfection um negative thought patterns yeah dysfunction i'm gonna just start hashtagging all these words or something i don't know yeah yeah for sure because uh thanks everybody sharpening the blade daily for listening yeah fuck yeah um somebody just walked in we're about to get started on our day but um i want to thank anybody who watched this listens to it uh we are trying to do this for just positive reasons to enlighten and help ourselves and anyone else who wants to be helped anyone else who wants to have platform listen so on and so forth we um yeah i don't i mean like i said we don't know what we're doing but yeah we're gonna reach out to a few people and get some interesting guests rather than ourselves on here we hope that you know in doing so other people who don't know what they're doing find support or whatever the case whatever it is they're looking for we just want people to feel like you're not alone um and uh you know continue to work continue to try and just be better every day uh it's a difficult task in itself but like i said trying consistently trying i feel like is is huge 
Um, yeah, there's there's good clubs to get into, like AA, AAA, Better NAACP, Business Bureau. Um, um, yeah, the NWA. NWA. There's all kinds of great clubs that you know you can get into. Turkey affiliate club. yourself with something more positive than what you're probably into now. Um, I heard the the Bloods and Crips got a good thing going right now. Yeah, sick retirement. They got a Twitter candle. Um, check them out for positive reinforcement. Yep. Austin has red hair. Yep. Um, and with that being said, the term ginger is not offensive. No. Um, no. And what else? I think that's it. I yeah, mean, I yeah. Think we're, we're pretty much done. We get a little goofy at the end because we're getting excited and we want to go and yeah. get into so work. We're done. So we're, we're done, done here. Measure of men. It's George, Rick, Scotch Bronco. Rick is not cool. I'm not on Instagram if you want to just check us out. Yeah, handle it. Like I said. We got handles. Handle it. DM us with any information questions, stuff you want to hear about, talk about, uh, share. Yeah. If you want to be a guest, um, I got to go back to my office. Thanks, everybody. Bye.